Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So obviously this whole pandemic has necessitated a really unprecedented response from government, uh, basically aimed at trying to, as much as we can, keep the economy afloat through this period of public health restrictions until we can start to reopen the economy. So that's meant support directly to individuals, but obviously a lot of support for business in terms of the wage subsidy, access to credit, et cetera. Uh, there may be a need, though, to do more. Obviously, there are going to be some sectors that are particularly hard hit by this. Uh, the airline industry is probably one of them, maybe tourism, uh, as much as we can uh, narrow that down to a specific industry. And clearly oil and gas, I think, as Albertans are well aware. Uh, not just that the uh, you know the unprecedented drop in demand has wreaked havoc on prices, so too as the uh, amount of additional supply as a result of not just the pandemic, but uh, what's going on with geopolitics and in particular the pl- uh, the price war between Saudi Arabia and Russia. So the oil and gas industry has been particularly hard hit. Now we have the announcement recently from the federal government some support in terms of funding for oil uh, and gas well cleanup. Now, that, that'll create some jobs, some economic activity, but obviously there's some, some longer-term challenges here. Which brings us back to the question of, does that mean what we would refer to as a bailout? Does the government basically need to come to the rescue of some of these sectors with some direct support? Now, there's an obvious parallel in what we went through in the Great Recession uh, 11 years ago and efforts by the Canadian government and the American government uh, to ensure that the auto industry didn't go under. Uh, so is is that a model for how we might approach some of these questions now? Are there some lessons learned from that that we can apply here or mistakes maybe we can try to avoid here? Should direct taxpayer res- uh, support for certain companies be a last resort? Well, someone who was uh, in the thick of things uh, 11 years ago wrote an interesting piece this week from McLean's Magazine about some of the risks of bailouts and how to approach some of these questions. Uh, his name is Paul Booth. He's a former professor and director of the Lawrence National Center for Policy and Management at the Ivy School of Business, Western University, and in 2008-2009 was senior associate deputy minister of industry and led the negotiations between the federal government and the auto sector. Paul Booth, great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. When you look back to 11 years ago and you look at what we're dealing with now, what stands out to you as some of the similarities but also some of the big differences? Um. I think, uh, you know, when we, when we were back in 2008 and nine, we thought it was, you know, an incredible uh, period and a huge economic shock, and it was for the time. But I think that what we're going through now is, is even bigger, much bigger. And, um, and I think that that's an important difference. I think another important difference is that you know, we had a special circumstance back that then, and that was that 
you know, financial markets were paralyzed. And so companies that were troubled, like GM and Chrysler, could not go to, um, go to financial markets uh, to get the liquidity that they needed. Um, so that's a bit different now. I mean, uh, we have a huge economic shock, but the financial markets are functioning. And in fact, the government and the Bank of Canada have, have taken steps to make sure that banks are healthy and well, well capitalized. So I think that that's, uh, uh, you know, those are two major, uh, major differences between now and then. Yeah, I think that's that's an important point. Um, so, so we approach these questions around, you know, are certain sectors going to be in need of some additional assistance? What what kind of criteria, what kind of factors drive that those decisions and that kind of an assessment? Well, I mean, I can tell you what we were thinking uh, back in the financial crisis. I mean, basically, what we wanted to know was. Um, first of all, is this uh, a company whose failure will have, you know, big effects for the rest of the economy, broader economy? And, for example, you know, we, we supported GM and Chrysler in bankruptcy, but um, people don't remember we also looked very carefully at Nortel and decided not to support Nortel. So that was the first thing. I guess the other thing is, and of course you can never be certain about this, but we did a lot of work to try to, to convince ourselves of whether this company that we were supporting had a sort of a pathway to, to future success, to future uh, profitability, because these were taxpayers' dollars and we wanted to uh, you know, make sure that we had as good a chance as, as we could have to um, to recover as much of the money as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's an important point. I mean, we refer to what was done in 2008 and 2009 as a bailout, but that's, I think, probably an oversimplification. Uh, there is, for example, and this was what the negotiations came down to, um, you know, an ownership stake that can be later sold off by, by government loans uh, to the companies that can later be repaid. So how important is it then to, to you know, look at aspects of, of supporting these sectors that, you know, taxpayers can recoup down the road? Well, I think that is important. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's important to recognize that we supported these two companies in bankruptcy. And when I say we, I mean Government of Canada, Government of Ontario, and our, our, our senior partner in all this was the U.S. government. Um, because these companies were, you know, active in both U.S. and Canada. But, um, you know, I think that... Uh, it's important to remember that, first of all, because they went into bankruptcy, the shareholders were completely wiped out. Bondholders really got only pennies on the dollar. Um, senior management got changed. Uh, governments put their own representatives on boards. And, and basically, we monitored their activities and supervised their, their major decisions uh, until their loans were repaid. And um, the point of this, I think, is, first of all, you know, we need to do what we can to protect the taxpayer's investment. But the other part is, you know, we don't want this 
to be attractive to companies. We want it to be a last resort. And I, you know, I can say that both GM and Chrysler became Fiat Chrysler, you know, worked as hard as they could to pay those loans back as fast as they could because they wanted to get us out of their business. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really the way we wanted to structure it. The, the importance, too, of access to credit, and you mentioned that earlier, you know, the question of are the financial markets functioning right now. We've also got, for example, uh, the, the Business Development Bank of Canada and, and, you know, steps being taken to make sure that credit is available to companies in particular. Uh, there's going to be uh, additional financial capacity available to help Canada's oil and gas sector. How effective can, can measures like that be? And, and should that be maybe our, our first resort as opposed to, uh, you know, doing what we did in, in, with the, the auto companies? Well, I think you're right about that. I think it should be our first line of, uh, of defense. And actually, during the financial crisis, we gave uh, a lot of support to different businesses, both through Export Development Canada, EDC, and through BDC. And I think that um, also, you know, making sure that the commercial banks are well capitalized and uh, have liquidity to extend to companies who need bridge financing. I think that that is all, uh, those are all, you know, very important first lines of defense. Because for companies that are, you know, well-managed and have a good uh, path forward, if they really just need bridge financing to, um, to get through this difficult period, then, then, you know, we want to keep those companies going. But, you know, when we looked at GM and Chrysler, we were very unsure. And in fact, you know, we, we made them have three uh, attempts at their business plans for recovery before we agreed to finance them. So, you know, if you get to the point where it's kind of life or death for the company, then you have to take extra care on behalf of taxpayers to decide whether you're going to support it or not. How important is the communication of that then in, in having political leaders explaining to Canadians what's at stake, why they're, they're intervening and explaining these steps? Is, is, is that a big part of it? I think it is a big part of it. And when you think back um, to the financial crisis, I mean, this was not... Prime Minister Harper's favorite policy by any means. Right. And he was clear about that. And uh, basically he said, you know, we're, we're doing this and we don't know if we're going to get any of the money back. But he was very clear about the reasons. I mean, that said, uh, you know, people forget about that very quickly. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hear people criticize the the restructuring of GM and Chrysler, um, you know, more than 10 years later, and they've completely forgotten the rationale that the Prime Minister gave at the time. So that just means it's very difficult for politicians to, to you know, communicate this in a way that people will remember and not interpret differently um, when it gets a little farther away from the immediate time. Very interesting. People can read your piece. It's up at mclean's.ca. Paul Booth, thanks so much for joining us here this afternoon. Appreciate this. Thanks, Rob. All right, take care.
that is uh, Paul Booth. Uh, he was, uh, during the 2008-2009 financial crisis, he was the uh, senior associate deputy minister of industry, had previously been a uh, former associate deputy minister of finance, and uh, recently retired uh, from Western University. He was a uh, former professor and director of the National Lawrence National Center for Policy and Management at the Ivy School of Business. All right, our number here, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.